comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason. And that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. Bing, ding, bing. My name is Claudius Maximus, the one and only. Claudius Maximus, you have a bandana around your face, your eyes for some reason. Is there? Are you going to do this whole... Uh, podcast blind just use your other senses let them let them let them heighten feel the power feel the i was gonna do the whole speed force speech feel the feel the ground underneath you (laughs) oh we are here we are in rare form today because we are here to chop it up about the latest season of daredevil to hit netflix that's season three we binged it all weekend but before we do that we let's 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 do the small talk so you know I miss you, brother. I haven't seen you in quite some The bochinche is what we like to say in Spanish. <laughs> Look at that. We got Spanish speaking going on on the Major Issues podcast. But uh, yeah, man, how, how have you been? How have how have you been? Uh, how do you feel about like navigating this entire season? I mean, this was this was 13 episodes shorter than Iron Fist. Uh, um, first and foremost, um, Daredevil was the first. And out of all of the... Um, Netflix Marvel series, um, and also my favorite. So I've just been like tunnel vision, just neck deep in this all weekend, yeah. all weekend. Um, it, it's you know you say it's it's the first, and it is. It was it was also the first to get to three seasons, and I mean we can break the news here, but two of those shows of the Netflix family of Marvel shows will not be getting Shh. third seasons. Luke Cage canceled now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Fist, we covered last week, was canceled as oh, well. Oh, Danny Rand. And on my way home, I found out that Jessica Jones was renewed for Ooh. season three. <laughs> Did not know that. Wow, that is... Now, that is that is... a Heroes for Hire thing? Is that just telling us that we know that those are going to stay in their avenue and maybe they're going to merge what we don't, what, you know, what didn't get renewed? Um, That'll be cool. That'll be a nice... That'll be justice. I liked Luke Cage season two. I did too. I, I, and I think I didn't finish it. I had like still like two, two episodes left. Just about some, um, you know, these shows while all taking place in Manhattan for the most part, um, upper Manhattan, they all, (laughs) they all find a way to find a distinct portion of Manhattan to, to tell their stories Mm -hmm. because where Danny Rand hangs out does not look like where Luke Cage hangs out, which doesn't look like where uh, right, right. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones kind of in the same neighborhood. It's controlled. But it, but the cultures are different. The people are different. How people act is way different. And so I always found it important that all of these shows exist. But now we're down to. And especially being <laughs> and especially being from the city, you be able to. And you want you know, all the. Yeah, because when you're from the city, you know how many different faces it has. And mm-hmm. so you want to see all its faces uh, be showcased. But. I mean, uh, we just got to hope that they continue with uh, Heroes for Hire. Uh, I thought that Iron Fist got better. I thought that Luke Cage got better, more focused. I think that they are finding their place with this. Um, Their their season three will be Heroes for Hire. Yeah, I guess together. (laughs) I guess I'll have to do it together. Um, I know you are spoiler agnostic, so you try to, you you know, stay on the uh, outs when it comes to news and gossip yes, when it comes like to, to some of this stuff. I like to take it all in, you know? I like but, to give it a, the noob. But I also know mark. that you are a huge Spider-Man fan, so you had to have seen the new suit. Yes. That's going around uh, pictures of Spider-Man Tom Holland I was, in I was um, New York blind. City. I was blind to it at first. 
because you know it was making it was making its rounds on um social everywhere, media everywhere, everywhere. yeah 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 <laughs> until he showed up on what was it um Jimmy Kimmel the Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel yeah, that's his boy <laughs> and then and then I was like okay I got to I got to take a look and it's red and black yeah Ooh. yeah 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 I like, and I like red my and red and black a lot so that's I I, really nice. I definitely dug it I know the questions are obviously there how is there a part two? How does he have a new suit? When did he, uh, you know, not become dust? But all that will be answered in the fullness of time. But are you excited for it? Very. For homecoming? Very. Far from home? Um, homecoming far from home. That, it's that far they, from have, home? they have the red and black suit. And I believe there's another suit going around too. Uh, but the red and black suit seems to be the one that's gotten more of the burn lately. Yeah. I so. mean, this this year you can't top spider-man right between his uh performance in civil war i mean civil war uh, infinity war uh the video game that came out that mm-hmm. uh, you basically binged as well oh, yeah. and now you know news far from home is around the corner so mm-hmm. is captain marvel so is aquaman so is you know we about to get hit by this wave of superhero uh movies and then everything on the tv front has been amazing i know we uh shared off air how we felt about the flash coming back in some of those episodes. Oh, yeah, and I've been, you know, that's been, been pretty that. good. Uh, that seems like a return to form. So there's a lot to be getting excited about, even though there's some cancellations here and there, I'm still waiting for my flash movie. Ooh. Whenever you want to get a director on that, can you please let me know? Cause that was on the docket for 2019. Hint, hint. I think that was on the docket for 2019. Yeah, but I think it also <laughs> got pushed back again because he's doing, um, the fantastic, cyborg fan, movie. No, fanta- <laughs> <laughs> He's doing um Fantastic Beasts, another Fantastic Beasts. Beast, um, so beast um, that I think that got pushed back to twenty twenty one. They're making Fantastic Beats by Dre. Oh a, wow, a, is that a thing? Mm, maybe. Write that down. So Ezra that Miller. Down. Ezra Miller. Yeah, well, he'll be in that, so he'll be, he'll be fine <laughs> as long as he's getting a, Mr. Uh, Miller is getting a paycheck. Last on a little bit of the small talk news. It seems like a certain symbiote or a certain movie about a symbiote um, might be on track. I heard beating, about that. I heard. Beating the gross, yeah. the domestic gross for Justice League. Mm. Venom seems to be picking up steam. A lot of people, I guess, initially heard the, the bad reviews and probably were a little bit squeamish about going out there and seeing the film. Mm-hmm. But people have seen the film. You, sir, have seen it twice. I've seen it twice, yes. Um, you know, we we uh, reviewed it right here as part of the Major Issues podcast. So go back a couple episodes and hear us talk all kinds of crazy about the Venom film. But, yeah, man, picking up steam, picking up fans. And whereas Justice League's uh, fandom dropped off, it seems like Venom's is, is sticking around. And if it does, what does that mean? What does that mean? Who I don't we know, but if it's, as good, if it's as good as it is now without Spider-Man, I'm fine with that, man. Right. That but is, how does it, what do you mean? Is, how does that feel with Justice League? How does that, how does that line up there with those guys? I don't know. I mean, I... When a second rate, second half of a I villain... Think, I, th- I think for being as, as kind of dark as it was, I think it was just as fun. Yeah. I think they found the right balance right off the bat with that. So I'm very happy and excited about that. And I'm, I'll be... I'll be waiting for the next one to come. Matter of fact, DC supposedly is greenlighting a Superman show. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they are just going to put all their chips into television as far as the connected universe. I can see that. And then let their movies be one-off, unconnected stuff like the Joker, um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker mm-hmm. stuff. So who knows? But Sony? Like Warner Sony, Brothers is looking is Sony, at Sony? Is like, Sony getting their act together, man. All right. Well, you, I guess that then that's true. Yes, Sony is finally getting their act together. They are being redeemed. It's a full redemption for Sony, at least at this point. Hopefully, they don't trip and fall forward. But that is 
my segue because when it comes to redemption, nobody wants a redemption more than my man Matt Murdock. Matthew. It's time to Matt get Murdoch. fully immersed in all things Daredevil season three. But like we like to do here, we'll do a little bit of a spoiler free review for those uh, that aren't complete, aren't finished with the series as well um, as those who didn't start yet. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, people are busy. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But and it I came wanna... out and it came out on Friday. Yes. We just as part of the major issues uh, team like to chew these things up and regurgitate them to our fans as quickly as possible so that whenever you guys are done with it, the episode is there and you're not waiting for us. We're waiting for you. And trust me, there's always room on the other side of the table for the fans of the Major Issues Podcast. And we got some feedback uh, from some fans that we'll be reading later on. But spoiler free, Claudius Maximus, how did you feel about Daredevil Season 3? Um, it took uh, A lot of it took me back to how I felt about the first the first season. Okay. So, um, because Fisk was heavy. It was fist heavy in the first season. Yes, it was, definitely. And so it was in the third, the one that we just um, finished watching. Well, the one that we finished binging. Binging. Um, lots of lots of um, what-ifs for Matt. That's one thing I was really interested in. What if he kills him? What if he don't, doesn't? Right. You know what I mean? Because nobody wanted, nobody wanted Fisk out of jail, dude. Yeah. So the idea that... You know, we saw in a lot of the promotional material that Fisk would be uh, seemingly out of jail. You know, we didn't we didn't know mm-hmm. how or when or why, um, and that he would be, uh, you know, the big bad of this season, a return to form, like you said, from season one. But last we saw of Matt Murdock, he was, uh, you know, basically destroyed or blown up in, in the Midland Circle yep. uh, explosion underneath the building, underneath the building from the defenders. So a lot of us didn't know how he was going to get back into the suit or you know into the show, if any. But uh, spoiler free, I think that this is the best paced season of all the seasons. I'm talking about Luke Cage, Defenders, Iron Fist season one and two, right. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. It's had a great said, spread. Yeah, but I did. I never got exhausted. I never rolled my eyes and was like, "Can we just hurry this part on quick?" Because I've got 13 episodes to to get through or to binge. Or whatever. Uh, so it was really, it was really a, a much easier task to take this entire story on. So I think they did way, way better with their pacing and their spreading of how they could do these uh, stories and these episodes, this episodic epic that is uh, Daredevil. I would like to say that they cut a lot of the fat. Um, majority of the is, cast is, in this is that a kingpin joke? Because he's husky. <laughs> majority of the cast in this. It's great. Yes. Every every new member added to this um, has something to do, has reason, and I like has that they didn't have to bring back some of the other characters for to carry some of the weight and stuff like that. Exactly. That's great. Um, they've they've done such a good job building, uh, no pun intended, the universe or the the neighborhood mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. know who's gonna be the lawyer, like and you that, know that, who's gonna be, yeah, you, you know who's gonna be the lawyer, you know who's gonna be at the bar when the, you know you're connecting these dots because you almost live in that world and you know who the DA is, for instance, um, and they followed that up all the way from season one, and uh, Ma, uh, Officer Mahoney returns, and Officer Mahoney was you know you know basically all right, and we seen shows. him, he wasn't even um, he was just a regular, he was Joe Schmo yeah, when he started, Joe Schmo when he started, yeah, for real, man. So we we really got to see this build. If you've enjoyed Daredevil thus far, and I would even say if you fell off a little bit of Daredevil season two, I think that Daredevil season three is gonna be your uh, your show, your season. Um, I really think that they did a tremendous job 
focusing back on what I think makes the show um, so good, so great, which is I think it's it's the realism, I think it's the brutality, and I think it's the overall um, nature of a man trying to tr- trying his damnedest to do. <laughs> the best he can with what he has and he don't really have much so. and fighting his inner demons cause you know he's Matt Murdock been through a lot is this your favorite Netflix season? oof I know I'm I, I love here. the whole the whole series man the season series. one through three dude is crazy because they introduced a lot of people especially with Punisher yeah that's true uh, season two of Dead was the is the reason why Punisher got his yeah, his his um his season. His, his yeah, I didn't even mention him. He's he's going hard, and he's getting a season two as well. Oh yeah, yeah, they're very greenlit season two for him. So, um, yeah, I you so you say so you love it all. It's just a love fest. Yeah, it's 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 hard to even pinpoint, man, because um, I, I didn't even the, think I didn't even because at the time I didn't even think I was gonna I was interested to see how they were gonna do because you know he links up with Spidey when it comes to Kingpin too and stuff like that. So I really love like my one of my favorite things when it comes to certain um, characters and when they're involved with other characters too is the workaround. Yeah, how are they going to? Especially with, when I mean you're a Spider Man fan, so that <laughs> means that you literally I gotta, I are got all eyes, about the yeah. workaround because when you when you see a Spider Man film, he can't interact with those people, and so they mm-hmm. have to cut around. So yeah, same thing we're here with Daredevil. Um, you're not getting off the spot. I know you try to get off the spot with the. Uh, ranking of the of the various seasons right. but now i'm gonna ask you to rank the seasons of daredevil mm. god forbid Sheesh. god forbid the grim reaper comes knocking at the netflix door and says daredevil is next on the chopping block and it is canceled and you had to name or, or rank the, the the seasons what what do you think you do? um to be honest i would go one three and two one three two one three two i think i'd go three one two Three one two. I think I'd go three one. I like two. that. I, that was gonna be my sec. My second. I was fighting with that um for a couple of seconds first, because one three one three two. Now you got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said yours was three one. Mine is three one two. Three yeah. one two. Mine is one three two. Yeah. Um, only because I like the um, the whole kingpin thing. Yeah. So I like to keep that close together. Yes. Because um, season two is so different. Yeah, I dig. And it. it's not um like picking the, the least favorite child in a sense right, I, right, I, right. I love them all exactly, exactly. <laughs> i put you on the spot too so i get it i get it but that will do it as far as spoiler free is concerned now we get to go into the nitty-gritty i have not on purpose i've been doing this whenever i cover shows with members of the major issues podcast we do not talk about anything for the most part that we've seen uh to leave it all on the table for you guys, mm-hmm. our uh, most genuine reactions to some of the stuff that we've seen in here. Um, so, first thing I want to say is, is it me or did it all but ignore season two? It, it did. And, and I'm not mad at that. Right. Because I feel like season two was, was its own beast. You had Frank Castle yeah. up in it. Electra, so, the hand, yeah. resurrection, um, you know. Which magic. I want to I wanna touch on very quickly. Um, Matt. You could have just grabbed some of the dragon bones, and you would have <laughs> been, mad dragon you bones, been fine after middle circle. And if you can't find the dragon bones, you gotta go to my boy Iron Fist because he's hanging out with all kinds of like. Yep, you gotta go to the cave. You know what I'm saying? The cave of wonders. Uh, yeah, go get your go get your dragon bones, B. They were right there underneath middle circle. Um, yeah, no Electra this season. Were you surprised by that? Were you? Uh, I wasn't, but um, I wasn't surprised that he missed it very much. So there's that. 
He kind of missed her. He, <laughs> men- he mentions her like once, and then he kind of just is like, once he once somebody's like, oh yeah, nobody survived that record. Yeah, that like, was his. That was his, like his start for his downward spiral. <laughs> Mind you, this is the same man who saw that same woman die mm-hmm. and be brought mm-hmm. back to life. He's all like, oh, there's nobody. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, that was one of the things. The biggest things that I that I felt uh, from here was that. I was not very interested in a lot of the like the, the 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 myth of the hand or the legend right, right, of the right. hand because so much of season one of Daredevil was grounded mm-hmm. that when you start going into magic and stuff like that, it felt a little bit different. It just something felt different in a way that Luke Cage didn't with the Bushmaster herb stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess because maybe I believe a little bit in Eastern medicine and herb, right, know, sorry, right, right, herbs and spices or whatever, but. Like this whole like blood transfusion and what's the hand trying to do in the ledger and all that kind of stuff from season two, it was not my bag. I love the the chemistry between Electra and Matt, but hanging their hat on the entire love story angle was not. I wasn't a fan of. Okay. Um, and then Defenders came became half of a Daredevil story for the it most part because of Electra too. Because of Stick. Yeah. Because of Electra. Because of the hand. So. Um, I'm glad they got that all out of their system. I'm the hands coming back. They're so they're hand in hand <laughs> <laughs> with the daredevil mythos. So the hand is definitely gonna come back. Um so yeah. Another another overall thought on the season is wow, they brought back the brutality, bro. Yeah, dude. They the brought sh- back the hands. Just the pure brutality and not quick cuts. You know, we watch a lot of CW shows and there's right, a lot of right, stuff right. on there. So they're quick cutting all crazy, shaky cam. All that stuff. Some of these fights, especially like that fight in um, inside the prison, inside the nurse's office, Whoa. in the hallway. Yeah, that nurse's office fight was bananas. The hallway, then it came back into the nurse's office. Oh, that was that was. And neat. I and I find what what it is about those scenes, especially you know that it, it harkens back to the hallway fight and all that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What I find about those scenes that interests me the most is the fact that our hero is not indestructible. He's getting hurt. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting tired. Hurt bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's tripping up. He's out of breath. Eighty percent of this show, Ben Murdock is covered in blood. Yep. <laughs> he's either yep, bleeding yep, from yep, his yep. mouth or he's not bleeding. fully recovered. So Matt's not a hundred percent. No, no, at no. all throughout this whole thing. No, which which I remember distinctively was a trait of Frank Castle in season two. Mm-hmm. He was always yeah. had a black eye or a broken nose or, you know, cuts on his face. He was always beat to hell. But, uh, yeah, they definitely brought back the brutality uh, here. A lot of Christian themes, like mm-hmm. redemption, paying for sin, and uh, being born again, which is, you know, comic book stuff because right. Daredevil born again. They had a lot of callbacks to that. I remember talking on this podcast about... Um, then putting Matt Murdock in a cab and sealing the door shut and driving it off a cliff, <laughs> you know, grabbing into the ocean. They do that here. Um, there's a scene um, very reminiscent of the comics, I believe, of Daredevil holding Karen Page, and we see something very similar in front of the cross uh, in the church with Daredevil and uh, Karen Page, just the roles reversed. Um, but uh, to get deeper into this idea of of the Christian themes or the themes of Christianity and the arcs that people go through, I thought it would be kind of cool to not exactly go over episode by episode like we've done sometimes Mm -hmm. here, but go through character arcs and how characters have gone through these different stages uh, in a segment I like to call the three stages of Hell's Kitchen. Ooh. You like that? That's very nice. The three stages of Hell's Kitchen. Let's let's start with, with with our main man, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock Daredevil 
returning. Uh, how you like how you like our leading man in this? Back and better than ever, dude. Think so? Better oh man, dude. Oh. oh, you know what had me hmm. when he was uh first boxing and they brought the person in for him to practice. Oh, with. I was like, and he's oh, blind, man. so he's like, and he's, he's got, not really has his hands. Kind of, kind of really deaf too at the time. The way he's working his hands was way different than a regular boxer would because they would be using their eyes to know where they got to put them. He would do this like touching out thing, yeah. like where he's trying to figure out where he was. Like, I thought that was kind of half grab. Considering that the man isn't, considering the man isn't really blind, I was saying they're like. He's killing it. He's killing the whole like, I'm looking but I'm not looking thing. <laughs> yeah, then uh, those random like where he just looks around yeah. into into nothing because yeah. he is blind. Yeah, I think he pulls that off pretty freaking good. He was killing. And I've it seen that. I've seen a lot of blind people in my day. You know, so yeah, we might we find out that he has survived the Midland Circle um, explosion. He was tossed into a river, uh, saved by um, Sister Maggie and yes. Father. Lam- Lantum. Lantum. I have to look at the spelling because I always say it wrong. Lantum. And Father Lantum we've seen throughout uh, the Daredevil series. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, priest in which he uh, confesses his sins to multi- on multiple occasions. And so he decides he's just going to throw out Matt Murdock. <laughs> <I'm just> gonna- <laughs> Everyone thinks Matt Murdock is dead, so screw it. Matt Murdock is dead or gone or whatever. Uh, I'm just going to rehab in this in the church basement. So broken and bruised and beaten, you know, uh, it looks like Matt hopes to pay for his sins with his own life at certain points, right? Mm -hmm. At one point, when busting up a uh, a kidnapping attempt, um, two thugs get the better of him and he's like, take me out. He he, He throws the the (laughs) pipe at him for them to just, I guess, whack him. And he says something like, forgive me or, or something right before it happens. The cops show up, I think. How did you feel about this, sui- this suicidal Matt Murdock? This guy who feels know. like he, he was, doesn't deserve he was, he was his life. He out, man. He just didn't want to live. It felt like he felt like he didn't deserve his life. He Ele- didn't deserve his friends. Electro was gone. He couldn't tell his friends he was alive because, you know, they were, they were really upset at him. They kind of didn't want to be his friends in a sense. Well, the, another thing about that was, I like, he, felt. he didn't want to tell his friends he was alive because in many ways Matt Murdock wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. And if he was never, if he wasn't going to go to bars and hang out at Chipotle and you know and take an <laughs> Uber, what kind of friendship would he be having with these people? He would be like, "Oh, Matt, I'm alive, but I'm in this basement and I'm training to, you know, eradicate the criminal enterprise of uh, of House Kitchen." Um, uh, the person, the showrunner on the show, says that Matt's basically angry with God. He's angry at the fact that he had risked his life to do God's work, and he's questioning whether or not he was a fool. And we see that um, even stated in the show when they talk about Job mm-hmm. and this idea that, you know, Job was... A um, pussy. Well, he said Job. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he said. He said Job's a pussy. And, you know, for those who are uninitiated and don't know the, the biblical story of Job, really quickly, Job was a follower of God. And when the devil said that he could coerce um, Job or just basically take Job from God's favor, God said, go ahead and try uh, but as long as you, his soul remains intact, you can take everything away from him and he won't, his allegiance won't change. And so uh, they take his family away from him. They take his wife away from him. They uh, spread these lesions all over his body. Painful welts appear all over his body. Like I said, everything was taken from him. Livestock, land, health, uh, you know, and he never once cursed God. He believed that everything happens for a reason and in God's grace. Um, he would be rewarded for his 
um, loyalty because they were trying to uh, test him in that moment. And so where in the Bible, Job is rewarded for sticking with God through all the stuff that he had endured in his life. Matt feels like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if he's playing me, kind of screw him. In many ways, he says like, I've seen the true face of God and I'm not impressed. Or like, you know, he would say these um, blasphemous things. And Matt is a Bible-thumping Christian. Was just, Matt was just not with it, man. <laughs> it's just that frustration you feel yeah. at the end of the day. I think we've all been at that point at the end of our rope where we go, if this is all planned, why did the, this plan suck? And why did, why is the part about me, my plan, sucking right now? You know what I'm saying? Is this, is this part of the plan? Um, and so it really breaks his faith. His body is literally broken, right? Uh, and it breaks his faith. Um how did you feel about Matt's road to recovery, uh, his his re, his church rehab, if you will? You know, um, first starting by uh, doing some push-ups. Uh, I I thought it was, was gnarly. Yeah, I thought it was I thought gnarly it was, when he like, when he cleared his nasal yeah, passage. I was like, it's funny it was because blood. I was watching I was watching um that with my that the episode with my wife, and she um and I was like, what what's that for? She's like, oh, it's for your nose. And then he said. Pfft. And he just I was yeah. like, chunks of blood out of his nose and mouth, which almost cleared his yeah. hearing a bit. Uh, he was, he and that's when he started. I was like, "Oh, we back, Matt? Are we back?" And he started doing the push-ups. Yeah, because it, it seemed like one of his uh, eardrums was ruptured, mm-hmm. and so without that, it was almost like being, uh, you know, losing he, an eye when you have sight. He already doesn't have sight. Yeah. You're gonna take his hearing too. It, it, he was miserable. My man was miserable. Um, and there's also this idea of mea culpa, this idea that um, you have to re- pay for your sins. You have to acknowledge that you've done wrong. Um, you know, in the Bible, it says, uh, I confess to the Almighty and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I've done and in what I failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And uh I brought that up because in this, Daredevil is looking for some sort of redemption. He's he's looking. He he wants to apologize. Mm-hmm. You understand? Um, for scorning God, but also he wants to be punished if there is a punishment to be had. Like if right. if if, if you if all of this negativity that's coming down in my life is to punish me, just straight up punish me, yeah. end me. I know I what I've done is wrong, and through my fault, through my fault, you know, mea culpa, it's my fault. Just end it, end it already. And um, this is this was just regular, Matt. This was just regular. I I got blown up in Midland Circle, and <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm just trying to get back on the ball, Matt Murdock. And then he finds out that Kingpin is out, and he obsesses. It, it it almost offends him. It's 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 a front to everything that he's done so far in Hell's Kitchen that the, you know, the white whale, you know, Moby Dick is out. He's free again. I captured him. I put him away, you know, and he's free again. Um, I thought that his obsession, the idea that um, that there's still something to do, also gave him life. Mm-hmm. Like if Fisk is if Fisk is is gone. He's still in jail. So I'm like, well, I guess House Kitchen can take care yeah, of itself. I don't, right? to, I don't have to be Daredevil anymore, kind of. <laughs> um, and even when he chooses to be Daredevil now, he chooses to do so in the OG yeah. All Black. All How do black, you feel about that? All Black with the rope around his hands. Yeah, the Muay Thai? I mean, Muay Thai ropes? 
I don't. I mean, we don't know what what else what happened to his suit. Right. Well, we do know what happened to his suit. It got blown up in oh, yeah, the yeah. in the. Uh, they got. Tur- they did kind of get rid of it. Get charred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and remember, it's not just a suit. He had like boots yeah, and hand gloves and a helmet. Like, there's a whole thing. And uh, but no, back to basics. Back to ripping up fabric and just getting to work. Um, I missed it a little bit. I didn't know. I didn't think I missed it. Yeah, but there's I didn't something realize, so gritty. I, yeah, I didn't realize how much I, I missed it until I've seen him, seen it in and after a couple of times. Yeah, I was like, damn. And then when he threw on the rope onto his hands, I was like, yeah, there we go. There's something so gritty. There's something so scary about him just popping up on a on a fire escape, you know, covered in all black. Um, and he's supposed to be the hero. He's supposed to be the uh, hero of Hell's Kitchen, but um, he is dedicated he's he's willing to lie to people he's willing to uh steal steal yep he's, uh, he's willing his to, wallet. yeah he's willing to break <laughs> into places he's willing to hurt people all to get fisk and ultimately he's told like bro there's a way to do this the right way and so then i feel like we get to the second phase of matt murdoch which is uh you know after he's persuaded to do things the right way he turns into like lawyer Matt Murdock and he's like I got this I'm a great lawyer well, let's do this uh you know Karen doesn't really need Daredevil she needs Matt Murdock you know uh Foggy, everybody needs Matt Murdock yeah, Foggy yeah. doesn't really need Daredevil right now he needs Matt Murdock and Agent Nadim which we'll get to definitely needs Matt Murdock so boom we'll just use legal tactics and testimony and and the rule of law to Put Fisk away. The system. But the system doesn't work. At least for guys uh, like Fisk. Because it works for Fisk. Yes. And I think that's when you get to the final stage of, of Matt Murdock's last Daredevil. Uh, because once he realizes that Fisk is too powerful for the legal system, he becomes Daredevil throughout. Chills. Chills with the way they ended the second to last episode. He gets up, grabs his coat. Foggy goes, Matt. And he goes, no, we tried it your way. It's time yeah, to try mine. And he, and he, and he left. storms out. And yeah. I went, let's go. Yep. Let's it's showtime. Go. I got goosebumps yeah. right now talking about it. Because <laughs> I, we I, did try Foggy's way. And he did it. He yeah, was fine with all it. The way, all the and way And they tried Karen's way with the bulletin. And, and Jasper Evans. You know, Jasper Evans was going to sit there and he was going to testify. He was going to let everybody know that, uh, you know, he faked the shanking on Fisk. And that's the whole reason why he was able to escape. And um, Foggy and Foggy didn't even have to question. He knew what Matt, where Matt was going too. So that was that was, that was we all knew where Matt was going. Because as it started to come out that that they weren't going to be able to get him legally, Matt's like tapping his we foot. We thought it. He, um, it's in Matt, his head. He's Matt like, said it. No, we tried it your way. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go suit up. <laughs> I, I I dug it because even in that full hatred, even in that full rage of we did everything the right way. It's mm-hmm. time to do things the, the my way. I want to say the wrong way, but try to do things a different way. Try to it's time to do things my way. Even in that full height of rage, he chooses justice instead of vengeance at mm-hmm. the last moment. Uh, and I think in doing that, he made both sides of his life whole. He the Daredevil side and the Matt Murdock side can shake hands and say. You can take them down, but we'll never we'll never go down with them. Mm-hmm. And he says something like that um, to Fisk at one point. He says, like, you're not going to take me down with you or you're not going to drag me down or my soul or any of that kind of stuff down. Were you surprised by his restraint at the last moment? Oh, when my, he, when not he that I was surprised. I was. It made me feel happy for Matt. You know what I mean? What would you do? Do you think you would have the restraint at that moment? Um, Shoot, because I... I mean, it's hard to say. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is hard to say, but um, to see, 
to see it, you gotta be able, you gotta kind of be able to tell because watching it, you can see Fisk was kind of setting him up. Yeah. Because he wanted Matt to go that far. Yeah. And the fact that Matt could identify it at that moment and tell himself to kind of chill because he knew he already won. Do you think in any way that that was the other side of the coin to the same scene we were talking about earlier where Daredevil's on his knees and he's like, get me? Is Was Kingpin in that moment like, you keep poking at me, my wife, you know, my wife right, is right, here. Right, 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 I've lost, you know, like, I've lost face in front of her. I've lost blood in front of her. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing in my life that means anything. And if you're going to take that away from me, just kill me. Like, just take me. Just, you think that was like a, a moment of weakness for Fisk? Or do you think he was trying to, uh, like, egg him I'm on? Gonna, I, I'm going to say a little bit, but more so egg him on. Because um, Matt lost Electra. Yeah. Um. Presumably, he lost life she's, life, yeah? presumably she's dead again. Right. I guess. Um, Vanessa's standing right there, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even if he does go to jail or if he does, if Matt did decide to kill him, she was still going to be alive. Yeah. You know, so I think he was trying to goad him into trying to kill him. But and to, and to say that into him trying to goad him to kill him, um, it had changed Matt forever. Do you think Fist knew that? And he, was I, yes. to, and he was willing to take yes. that, take that deal. Definitely, because he already knew. He already knew that once he did that, Fisk would have won. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit taken aback with the threat to the wife. Right. But I basically stand up and applauded when he just took off his mask and was like, "This yeah. is who I am, yep. and you ain't gonna <laughs> do nothing do about nothing. it. Nothing." Because this is what I'm gonna do. You understand? Yep. And he basically says. If you ever divulge my secret identity, I will find your wife and she will go to jail for the crimes that she's committed because she has committed uh, some crimes and we'll get to that mm-hmm. uh, in a bit. But I feel like, you know, once both of his sides become whole, he finally believes he's worthy of like having a regular life. Right, and he's sitting right, there right. hanging with, with Karen and Foggy and joking. And it's like, and they even say like, Matt's back. He's like, eh, kind of back. He's like still trying <laughs> to get back in there, but he's now worthy of his friend's love and support, something I felt like he wasn't before. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the Starling revelation that one of the people who saved him, Sister Maggie, was his mother? Um, I'm, a, I'm a little marked for when it comes to like comic book accuracy. Okay. So um, that was kind of a thing for the Born Again comic. Definitely. So um, when it, it, I popped too because of the way he found out. Yeah, because earlier in the um, like maybe like an episode or two before that, he he would say he'd come up to the church and he'd listen to everybody's prayers. Oh yeah. So um, her praying, and then him hearing her from all the way downstairs, was kind of real. I I did not real something. It's me. funny because she's doing it right, mm-hmm. and I'm like, um, just pray, you know. I, I didn't even think Matt was home. And, 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 and then Matt, Matt just moves a little bit, and I'm like, yeah. He hears everything. Like, yes, yes. I was like, oh, no. Matt. I was like, he hears everything. Mommy, you, you, Matt, your mommy's upstairs. Oh, my God. That thing, oh, it was hilarious. But then I said, too, I was like, damn. But then then um, the father knew. Oh, yeah, he knew the whole time. Battling Jack. Mm-hmm. Battling Jack. Dad uh, knew, and... um. What's um what's the priest's name again? Father Lantum. Lantum. There you go. I didn't want to put you. The Green Lantum. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, yeah he knew, knew and, he knew, and, and Matt's dad knew. And like I said time. again, um, I I wasn't a hundred percent sure where where they took that in the, in the comic mm-hmm. because it's told that it's his mother. You don't get no flashbacks of the mother and the father in the in the comic, right? Uh, at least at that point mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I I really liked I like seeing how they added her that showing yeah, them that me cool. and all that kind of stuff there. And they also breached a pretty kind of serious subject, uh, the idea of postpartum depression. You know, uh, this is an actual factual thing that happens where um, new moms get what, you know, postpartum depression, where they actually get like these real bad mood swings and crying spells and anxiety, Mm -hmm. difficulty sleeping. And sometimes um, that severe, it, it can be so severe that it goes into full blown depression and they could even have have like animosity towards the baby for it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with Maggie. Nothing was wrong with Maggie, nothing was wrong with the baby. But because of the you know, uh the postpartum depression, uh she ended up almost blaming the baby and then battling Jack blames her for mm-hmm. not being caring around the baby. The baby's just laying on the laying on the bed on the corner of the bed crying. Comes home and, and he's not she's she has no connection. There's no bond. And that's an actual factual thing. When they first when they showed it, I was like, oh, that's postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. That's kind of big. You know, that that's huge. Um people have spoken out about like I had my baby and I, I didn't care about it. Like eventually, you know, um uh feelings subside and things change. But you know, I was like, wow, this is big. And then I kind of took some points off because then she outright says it. She goes, oh, yeah, postpartum is a thing where, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I liked it more when it was just there and people had to kind of be like, wow, is that a Grab for it, yeah. Yeah, grab for it. But you got to educate. So I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not, I'm not mad that they went that route with it. Um, I thought she was amazing. Um, it was uh, Joanne Whaley. The actress who played uh, Sister Maggie, I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought she was great too. I she thought was... all the time she wanted to be a smart ass to Matt was good because yeah, she's a smart ass to Matt to, in the I comics. Was just about to say that too. She's a smart ass to Matt in was the she? comics. Yeah, yeah she was kind of like she wasn't like quippy. She was like, cut that out. Stop being a punk and like, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like she was real hard in the comics. She was hard here, but she was almost kind of jokey too. You know, um, and she never really gave Matt crap. The only time that she back down or looked anything less than than strong was when Matt found out about the about her being the mother. Do you believe that she would have eventually told Matt? Oh man. Um I wanna say after if anything if after after he would have gotten no after he would have I guess made a full recovery. Uh huh. But being that he kinda really didn't throughout the whole show, I guess he had to find out by mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean, it's always one of those cases, right? You hold the secret on, you mm-hmm. say, oh, "I'm gonna tell him." Then you don't tell him. Then you go, "Oh, I was just gonna. I was right. <laughs> Tomorrow was the day I was gonna tell him." Which kind of leads me to believe that she kind of, I, throughout the thing, I played with the idea that she kind of like told him without telling him. Yeah, you know what I mean. When she did the prayer, I think she at that time she. She knew he could kind of hear a lot of stuff because of him being blind. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, but and we hear I, but we I hear that he was a troublesome yeah, kid. But I can't. I don't have anything else to lead me to believe that she knew. He, she knew he would hit. He would hear her. Yeah. So I'll nix that right away. Um, 
she goes on to say that he was kind of a troublesome kid. Everybody like he, said he was a troublesome that kid. That he was the one who said the most Hail Marys to, you know, to, to atone for the sins that he committed as a kid. Um, and there was, and another thing that said throughout is that he was always very angry. That Matt always had this anger. Um, and he channels it. Now he finally has a channel through it, through Daredevil. And I guess it was easy for him to unload Matt Murdock and just be pure rage, pure Daredevil, right? Screw it. Who's going to judge me if all I do is go to church and go out <laughs> and beat people up? You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's in my life close enough to judge me, so I'm pushing everybody away. I thought that was I was kind of cool. Um, Father Lansom was cool. He was a cool guy. Uh, lost his life. Rest in yeah, peace. Yeah. Paul Lantham will get. He there. held down Matt Murdock a lot. I just want to. I just wanted to close out the the church section of the of the cast <laughs> real quick. So Father Lantham, uh, Mister Peter McRobbie, turning again, um, returning, and I think that he was a great father figure. And at one point, he is illegally gambling in a yeah, in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> in a pool. So yeah, I do like the depiction of Christians. In this, right? Because if you want to consider Maggie, uh, father and um, were they Matt, Christian or was it were they Catholic? Catholics, sorry, okay. um, Catholics in this, they are hard hardline to their beliefs, but there is wiggle room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They do understand that not everything is black and white, and I feel like Catholicism gets painted in this brush of like everything is severe and everything the wrath of you know all. I, like, and, I also like the fact that he was, um, I guess, one of the. F- Maybe like one of the few that knew who he was just by him coming to confess and stuff like that. Yeah, and he did that throughout. He did yeah, that from yeah. the first episode that we saw of the season. I mean, of the series. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, he was constantly there. Was there was no there was full transparency between Daredevil and Matt Murdock when it came to his religion. It wasn't like Matt Murdock is a Catholic and Daredevil is an atheist. <laughs> you understand? Know right, right. Like Daredevil because he is Matt Murdock is also a Catholic, which means he also has to stand by the belief that he cannot be judge, jury, and executioner. Something that we see carries him all the way to the end of this series uh, or season when he chooses not to take Fist's life. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, my big man, the big dog, Vincent D'Onofrio, returning full-time as Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin. And they say Kingpin. And they say Kingpin, 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 Kingpin. We don't say his name in here. We, we oh, say yeah, something yeah. else. Use code, use code name. Yeah, his code name, Kingpin. Kingpin. Oh. Only his boys call him Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> like, only his. That was that was kind of crazy. We'll get to that in a second. But the idea that um, Agent Naheem will get brought into a room of all yeah. Fisk FBI agents—that was crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, damn. Yeah, he said it too. He was like, Fisk got something on all of you. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. But Fisk, last we saw of him, he was in uh, federal prison. For breaking a lot of laws and killing a lot of people, um, but this time he decides to be a cooperative fugitive. He's hoping to leverage his criminal knowledge to repent for the things he's done, but mostly to keep his little girlfriend safe, little he, Vanessa. Um, Matt did visit him in season two, though, right? He did, and threatened, and threatened to. Yeah. Uh, he visited him in season two to ask him about something, maybe the blacksmith, all that kind of. Punisher stuff, right? Um, he um, and then and then he said, he got like, his face slammed into the table. He said, for a, <laughs> for the price of postage, mm. I can have your girlfriend. Blah blah blah. And then homeboy flipped out and beat the hell out of him. And he even reprised. He's like, didn't you say for, <laughs> price of, for the price of postage? I love how Vincent D'Onofrio uh, plays up this uh, kingpin. Um, yeah, he he's willing to cooperate. 
I'm waiting to give up all my criminal boys <laughs> to make sure that my girlfriend's going to be safe. And um, just when you think that he may not be on the side of good, because of the first person he gives up, he is shanked in prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they scared, they're scared that he won't be able to continue to provide the FBI with more information, they're like, well, might as well relocate him. We'll put him in a, in a hotel. But it'll, be, but it'll be a jail hotel. It will be a jail hotel, and he still <laughs> has to wear jail clothes, and he, he's still going to have cameras, and he's still going to get his three meals a day. It's but jail it's still going to be it's, it's, it's jail food, and it's jail hotel all the time. All jail hotel all, all the time. So um, did you already know in the beginning of this that he would have a grander scheme? Or did you think I that felt he was gonna? He was gonna. I felt eventually... that. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I like. I could feel it in the air every time they already started. Somebody every time from the FBI kind of came onto his side or his team. It was like, and then I found out he staged the stabbing. In prison. I didn't think that he was staged crazy. The stabbing that was pretty good too. Yeah, and he could have killed quote unquote the guy who shanked mm-hmm. him, and he didn't. He nope. had a moment in in time there, and that's what that threw in my head a lot. I was like, what? Kill him. Yeah, just throw <laughs> just throw the just weight down. Drop and, the weight on him. <laughs> literally, right? Just drop the weight on him. Um, yeah, I. It it was too good to be true, to me, the fact that he was so cooperative and had so many uh high level criminals to give up. I was wait, I was waiting for other for the other foot to drop, and uh, so we get past the first stage of of Fisk and these three stages of Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. uh, to the second. Because he goes from cooperative fugitive to criminal mastermind, playing the FBI and others like puppets on a string, mercilessly, mercilessly a lot of S's in that, killing anyone and everyone who stands in his way. He gets everything he wants by eliminating the competition. Anyone in his way, right? Gone. Uh, so quick, without, without a moment's notice. Um, and we really get to see him be the kid with the magnifying glass with the ants. Uh, literally just zoning in on people's weaknesses and picking at it, picking ultimate, at it, and he's picking the at it. Ultimate chess player, man. So crazy, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Ultimate chess player, and I, I like that you say that because, um, you know, he, he at one point he even goes out of his way to frame Daredevil and kill Karen Page. Like he, mm-hmm. no, there's nobody too high profile for him to try to get at or kill. Like literally, he has a list and. You'll all be gone if that's what he wants. He could reach. He could reach your friends' friends' mailman if he wanted to. That, that's bananas, dude. Yeah, and his his reach was definitely crazy. Um, we see the cameras that he has everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's literally surveilling all of. Hell's I was kitchen. a little fan of um like the cameras in his his in danger his, room, <laughs> his, his room and stuff. Every yeah. time like his security cameras went off, you could hear them go. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we find out later that he bought the hotel mm-hmm. through shady means. He was able to purchase the hotel prior to being sent there as a prison and little by little you start to look and there's a couch mm-hmm. and there's some plants getting and there's some comfort- painting comfortable now he's getting dressed he's wearing regular clothes suits uh call back to the all white suit i wanted the little scarf thing or the cane but we don't get it but i did like the all white and i think that the all white was also thematic this idea that he was the white knight right i have mm-hmm. now descended uh, the evil is driven away from me and i'm now here to help the fbi in house kitchen psych I think at one point, Agent Naheem says, um, the city's safer because of Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. tonight when Damn we lock up did. the first guy. Yep. And I think he honestly believed that. So we go from cooperative fugitive uh, to criminal mastermind to lastly, an anxious puppy. By the last two episodes, 
uh, he was just basically it's, at the hands and feet of Vanessa. It's the power of love, man. Power of love. Uh, <laughs> he he's just he is willing to do anything for happily ever after. Anything this man is. He's been waiting for this moment since he was arrested in season one. Uh, which, if you wanted to count time, it's probably two years ago. Roughly? Yeah. Around two years ago. Um, so, you know, this was somebody... we. If you watch season one, you you will get a better appreciation of realizing how much difficulty it was for him to get the confidence to have her, and then lose her, and now he because you 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 um because of his um arc and stuff, you're led to believe he's like, she's like the only female who he's like basically come come in contact with. Yes, you know what I mean, and had the courage to be like, I kind of want, that. Mm-hmm. and I won't. I'm not gonna kill people to get it. I now I and want I'm, her to I want, want yeah. me. And Which he's is, actually the only, only, basically the only female he's ever courted. Yes. You know what I mean? So, And so he is willing to give her everything. And even in that moment, she's like, I'm with you, but I'm not with you. Um, I thought it was so well played when you could see the pain on his face. Every time she wasn't a hundred percent, yeah, discomfort. Yeah, he thought he was just like, at some uh, at some point. I thought he was gonna think it's it was him. You know what I mean? I think throughout he thought it was him. You know, until so he asked the question. You dude, know, there what? was a point in that that I thought he was like uh, because she. Uh, I had a sense that she was with it, but not kind of with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I started to feel like he saw that. So yeah. for like a quick two minutes or so, I kind of thought he was gonna get rid of her. I you know? was no, I was scared that they were going to tease a romance between her and Dex. <sighs> they did kind of, and I was, I, yeah, I, and I was, was like, crazy oh, too. Yeah. Do not, I was like, yeah, do, do not, not go do down that. that road. Said, yeah, they were sending that man over the edge, bro. Uh, you know, um, but ultimately, Vanessa's um, confesses that the reason why she feels so away is because of how shady uh, Fisk's operation is. You know. It's a situation in which they could be having dinner and then somebody needs to be killed. So he needs to leave the room to, you know, handle that. Or somebody needs to be bribed or somebody needs to get yeah, their fingers cut the, off. And he has I, to be like, honey, one second and walk I, away. And I like the fact. I like the fact because it was like that in, in season one. Yes. Because you didn't know. Oh, I remember the door. I you, remember the car door. <laughs> <laughs> in Not season, here. In season one, you, you kind of don't know how down she is. Yeah. And because she's at, so absent in season three. Towards the end, she comes through. You kind of forget until she kind of starts to let him know what's wrong and stuff. Yeah, because even though she's not here, she has to know who Wilson Fisk is. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and and the idea that the reason why she's not here is because he's paying for vacations in Spain Mm -hmm. and and vacations in France. And you would think by the time she comes back, you would think she'd be upset of the kind of things that he's doing or not the kind of things that he's doing mainly like the way he's handling things right and it's not it's more more like why aren't you yeah Yeah. exactly why aren't you including me in this and stuff like that and so as two people in happy relationships that's mm -hmm. that is a thing yeah that is a thing that is a thing you know um when you are together you are thoroughly together and Mm -hmm. i think at one point she says that i was half with you which means i wasn't all the way with you which means i might as well have not been with you and um I didn't know how he was going to take this, you know, this idea. But, you know, after we kind of realize when she comes back, we it, it is the bow is put on the box and we see that almost this entire season is for her. 
This entire mm-hmm. thing. He's now free. He has clothes. He has power. Mm-hmm. He has a house. He, he has a painting. Now. He has all this. She comes. He is set. That's all he needs is her. Mm-hmm. And he is set. So the idea that this one final piece is the one thing that's kind of not cooperate, right. cooperating right now, you know, broke his heart. And so in a moment of true love, like you say, right? Fist exposes his entire criminal organization. And, and she sits in the <laughs> chair, bro. Uh, he hoped, in hopes of winning her over. And, you know, he was transparent. And, yeah, she sits in the chair. And she ultimately, uh, you know, makes in the call. seconds makes the call. like to, to, to murder what she considers a loose end when all uh, Fisk was going to do was... What was he going to do? Because he forgot how down <laughs> she was. Oh, Watch how and this is this is a watch how Nadine. This was a, a art curator. She worked at an art gallery. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she was walking around, like fine art. And all of a sudden, away. and all of a sudden, in a moment's notice, she's like, "Dad, kill him, kill him." Uh, and so things like that, ideas like that, the idea that he could just pull back the curtain on the whole criminal organization and let her call the shots. I feel like it's the beginning of his undoing. And uh, after an attempt on his life by two different people, mm-hmm. he agrees to go to prison <laughs> and keep Matt Murdock's identity safe so Vanessa could uh, not be placated in those crimes. That right. The fact that she called for the death of, um, of Agent Adim. In his final moments, he's on his knees begging for death and then ultimately begging for Vanessa's safety as he did in the very beginning. In the first episode, it was... Wait, what do you what do you mean she could be arrested? Like, no, no, no. Whatever you have to do, don't get it there. And the last note I have for uh Wilson Fisk's three stages of uh hell mm-hmm. is goes right into your point of him being the chess master. The king is neck is knocked down by threatening the queen. They threatened that queen and it was checkmate. The king just knocked down and Matt Matt won the game of chess. I wanna know if she like if she goes away or if she like stays in the city now. Yeah, and like, like Matt has to leave that building, right? Does he just like wave? Right. <laughs> He's like, hey, I see you. I mean, the cops were called. Uh, Mahoney shows up. This does he? Yeah, Mahoney, it is Mahoney, Mahoney shows up. Mahoney's the one that actually puts Fisk into the um into the cop car. Yeah, Mahoney does show up because you hear um Dex on the floor going, "I can't move." <laughs> we'll get to him in a oh, second. Oh yeah, yeah, because his back is broken. <laughs> yeah, he broke his back we'll on get, the corner of the wall. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, Jesus Christ. What what are you any last words on Fisk? Uh, uh, final, I mean, um, moments, quotes, uh, questions. Fisk was well. I, Fisk reminded me of how how crazy he was in season one. Yeah, but for season three, he was more calculating. Yes, you know what I mean. He was a little bit less physical, which I'm glad they kind of held off on that. Yeah, so that way when he did get Chance to throw the hands or throw people, <laughs> you know, it was he broke a man's back, he broke Point Dexter's back against yeah, the wall. Did. He broke a man's back, he broke a man through a wall, he mm. grabbed Matt Murdock and shoved him through that, through that uh wall. Um, I liked that a lot of what a lot of his reach wasn't spoken directly by him, it was spoken in fear by other people, yeah. Like no, you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got me. Like he's got he's got her. Yeah. And those guys are definitely got leverage this, leverage that. Um, and he he was. I my favorite moment um with Fisk is his pep talk, his first pep talk 
to Dex. And we'll get to that when we get to Dex. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could just see, like, the the devil on the shoulder. You know? You could just mm-hmm. see um, him just milking the trauma, the childhood trauma and all that for everything it's worth. And ultimately, even saying, like, that whole old chestnut, right? Like, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> the old chestnut of, like, like, oh, of, like, of, like... Yeah, I was a kid. I, can, I was a monster. I can relate, so we could be friends. Yeah, I, that was my favorite moment because I want to assume that these are the conversations that are happening yeah. with everyone he he cohorts or co-ops. So great! I'm I'm so thankful that he's back. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about the ping ponging of prison and not prison. Like, mm-hmm. does he just come back for season four? I mean, that's how it is in the in the comics. It's I feel like, like he never went to jail in the comics. I feel like he was always just there. Like, other people went to jail and then he went to, like, Bermuda or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he could go to jail and not, like, never make it, I guess, and get broken out. Yeah. 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 Well, he he he's gonna have somebody gunning for him. I mean, for, Definitely. The, for the most part, the, the kingpin for me, I know, is from the... Spider-Man series. So every time he did go to jail, he actually didn't like really make it to jail. I yeah, guess. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he almost doesn't in here, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a newbie, J. Ali as Agent Rahul Ray Nadim, mm-hmm. new guy to the to the uh, series. Um, hardworking family man. You know, Ray uh, tries to do his best at his job, and when money gets tight. Uh, he questions why he hasn't been promoted or given a raise, and they kind of like you got bad Your credit. Credit, credit is <laughs> trash, bro. <laughs> and this is a real thing. Yeah. I was in the military, and you don't get like a secret clearance if your credit's bad. The idea is that you you could be leveraged for money. Right, 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 right. You know, and that's kind of sort of true. Mm. And so we find out that he's only in debt because he helped his sister battle cancer. Battle cancer, yeah. like. No so one like, got him. He can't. His credit is trash. But th- that we know why his credit is trash. But can't you guys give it anyway? You know what I mean. It, it hurt when he when he stood up to uh, Hatley, mm-hmm. um, his boss. Right. I was like kind of there for him because you could see it in his voice and you can see the embarrassment in his face when he talks to his wife about right. not having money. I like or his I, kids. What I like about him a lot throughout the thing is like his mannerisms. Yeah. Like you can tell like he was stressed out and stuff yeah. like that, nervous, yeah. scared, or even angry. Like you some some things you can see him twisted twisting his wedding wedding band and yes, stuff like that. Yes, when I he's on distinctively the, remember him talking to somebody when he's and turning on the, his when wedding he's on the band. phone talking trying to talk to his son or his that's wife. That's what he has in his him, mind. He has his wife in his tap, mind. Tap on the on the wall and stuff like that because he is nervous and stuff. Yeah. He's scared. So yeah, I thought that was that was cool. His his um psychology with everything was pretty damn spot on. So I really like that. So no money and and, and no promotion and no raise. Uh, he ends up kind of feeling helpless, but he eventually sees a gold mine because Wilson Fisk is ready to t- tell on some top mm-hmm. criminals in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, if he's able to use, his, use Fisk's testimony to put some of the big bads of Hell's Kitchen away, mm-hmm. not only will that serve better for Hell's Kitchen, but it's kind of sort of going to raise his profile as an agent, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe... It's uh, kind of like that he wants to make them give him this promotion. In at sense, that point, you know I mean? how yeah. could they not? Right, right. At that point, it's like, uh, I've gotten everyone. And guess what? As you as stated, he only speaks to me. Mm-hmm. He only wants mm-hmm. to talk to me. Um, there's, a, there's a moment when you look back at this series that you're going to be like, damn. And that's the moment where it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, uh, I want to say it's Blake Tower 
um, Agent Hatley, him, and some other guy. I think it's just a cop, maybe the chief of police. Mm. And they're all like, Wilson Fisk is a monster. We don't want nothing to do with him. Mm. And he's the one who says, like I said again, that Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah, when they were in the kitchen, office. Yeah, and yeah okay. Yeah, House yeah, Kitchen yeah. is safer because of Wilson Fisk. It is his testimonial where he says that ultimately gets people um, to kind of be like, okay, well, not only is Fisk um, a good idea, like mm-hmm. not only is it a good idea to have him sit here and, and stool on everybody that um, he worked with, but after the shanking, nobody wants to see Fisk mm-hmm. out of prison. But the only way to keep him safe and keep him providing this information is to keep him in a safe house, keep him in that hotel. Um, and Nadim has to convince everybody to do so. And he kind of also says, like, it's on me. You know, I'm the one talking to him. I'm the one that's getting this information out of him, so it's kind of on me. To him, regardless of, of all the bad that Fisk has done, the ends ju- justify the means. And so uh, he feels like in more ways than one, Fisk is helping rather than hurting. And in prison, with all the cameras on you, how how much can you hurt? Now, obviously, we know how much you can. But to him, like, you know, at, at one point, they go to go bust his balls or something like that. They mm-hmm. go to, like, uh, bust fist balls. and um, Yo, Which, by the way, that they were busting his balls a lot. Like, yeah, and he never... Spine his food. Yeah, they never even flinched. And I think that had them and in looking, his mind that... Yeah, and looking back, it's just... I was like, oh, you bastard. You already had the wheels turning <laughs> yeah. at that point. Like, whatever. You didn't even care if people were biting your food or anything because you already know what was the... He was playing the long game already, yeah. man. At one point, they go to search Sheesh. his room, like, in the middle of the night. Kinda, I think I got kind of a little upset now because I'm just so stupid. It, yeah, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> the whole series wraps up so beautifully, so, so well. Um, my favorite uh, stage, I guess I would say, of um, Agent Deem is his second stage because... After fearing that Kingpin is playing him for a fool, Nadim has suspicions. Uh, his suspicions validated when uh, Hatley basically says Fisk is his boss now. Um, After killing one of the um, oh my, when she did that, I was like, "What?" She goes, "Why'd you have to go? Like, why'd you have to bring this to my?" <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Why you have to bring this to my? And then the fact that she tried to um, cover it up by shooting ho- shooting the guy, shooting the homeboy at the table that was with them right in the head, and then she um. Tried to play it off because there was a recording on the table. She was like, "Oh no, please don't!" So no. And then she that, took it off. and then the murder weapon, and then the, yeah, I forgot what was the other guy's name. The that, fixer, um, the fixer. There you go. That threw the handgun in the bag and everything, just bagged it up. And listen, he's like, "You work for Fisk now. He's all our bosses. That is that is it. Like you're you're part of us now." Yeah, um, I there's a moment I think Karen, when Karen's talking to him. They go into Matt Murdock because this entire time Fisk is trying to frame Matt Murdock and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they go and chase the guy with the scarf on his head, they're never gonna figure out that he's got <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing all the stuff in in the in the behind the scenes, right? So, uh, he's talking to Karen, and Karen is like, I, I she's like he's like oh you know you know all this about that whatever whatever and he she's like no I'm just asking the right questions. Like she really before she, scaring the crap out of her yeah. and asking him about we- asking her about Wesley. Well, she, she, she really, she really um, was the first person to put Nadim on his ass and kind of say like, "He's playing you." Yeah, and he was. You, he you just don't wasn't, know it, but he, he just wasn't with it. It's, it's right in your hands. She, she learned from experience, dude. But that's the beginning of him being like, "I don't maybe maybe yeah yeah I don't know." And as soon as he kind of feels it, he goes to tell Hadley. 
I yeah, had he's like boom boom. His, yeah, that's it. No, I'll guess. Yeah, it is true. By the way, yes, he's living in his own house that he bought. You drove him to his house, <laughs> you know. And now we have FBI agents round clock feeding him and letting him do what he has to do. Ah, oh, slimy bastard. And so he's so hurt because um, he only really cares about what his what his family thinks about him. But um, he aids in a bed's fisk and decks in multiple crimes mm-hmm, and murders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's in fear of death, but he does. He's standing right there when a lot of people get got, uh, and um, suspicion starts when suspicion starts to rise even harder about Fisk. Um, you really see his soul weigh on him to the point that by the time they get to the church scene, he kind of resigns his own fate. He 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 calls the hit on himself when he helps Daredevil and Karen escape, because in that moment there he didn't have to. Uh, I think he gives he gives Karen up to the NYPD. And thus, uh, gets them away from the grips of the FBI. But that is the first of many tips that not uh, Agent Nadim is is done with Fisk. He eventually gives them over, gives them to the NYPD Mahoney, and then Mahoney just lets them off. You saw he like drove around the block, and then he like <laughs> let them out. <laughs> he like, just drove around the block and let them out. He's like, damn, all the FBI be um, for real? Yeah. Oh, Foggy knows Foggy and um, Karen that he let out. Because Foggy shows up in the church randomly, and he's like, uh, I'm here to get my client, Karen. <laughs> and Karen comes out, whatever. <laughs> but Naheem's final moments are filled with shame and defiance. Uh, he mentions that while the news of his helping Fisk might ruin his name, it, what matters to him the most is what his family thinks. Um, I really liked when Daredevil gave him the third degree yeah. right before um, Blake Tower showed up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you didn't have to help him. You didn't have to. And he starts yelling at him. And he goes, bro, I thought you were my lawyer. <laughs> and he's like, well, the he's only like, way I'm going to be yeah, your lawyer you is if I find to, out the you truth. You have to let it out. And that's the same thing you got to tell the jury when you go in. That's it, bro. And which he was, was broken. Which is, um, points on Matt because um, somebody had to take that out of him. Yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? So um, Because eventually some that line of questioning might break him on the stand. And yeah, if it does, he then... He was too scared for his own good in a sense. Right. I feel so. So to see Matt actually kind of break that out of him and kind of get a little tough with him yeah that was that was cool and he kind of sort of deserved it lawyer matt um he uh waiting to pay for his sins he accepts the deal of five years in jail um at first i wasn't at first you know because they were talking about immunity 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 at first when blake tower was like da blake tower was like um he needs to do five years for the murders or whatever I was all like, come on, bro. He's here. He's testifying. He's going to help us put Fisk away. But the second time that he said it, I was like, he's kind of right. Nadim kind of has to pay for some yeah, of this. Yeah, he does. He can't. Like, like, that's Because that's a lot. That is a and, lot. And, of, that, and a that's lot, how, a lot of bad stuff That's right how there. Tower responded. Mm-hmm. Tower was like, are you are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding and me? It is crazy because was I... I don't know, like, I, I kind of still thought Matt could get him off. <laughs> Matt and Foggy could oh, get him yeah. off. Yeah. But I was and like, they were, nah. they were they were willing to try. Yeah. They were willing to say no deal until... Much, yeah, until Dean was like, wait, I'll do it. Because he, he measured yeah, the whole thing. Son. And it was he, just too heavy. And it's another thing, it's another thing too, man. Like I, like I said about Fisk and like I said about Daredevil, it, too much punishment just ended. If I just go for five years, you're telling me I come out, everything's good? 
my family's safe, everything's fine, fine, and just do that. Because I'm not going to sit here and have this argument over five years, three years, two years, three and a half years. No, whatever. Give me the sentence. I'll pay for my sins. But ultimately, he doesn't do a day in jail because he's killed by Dex. But not before trying to shoot him first. Yeah. Yeah. My man, I give him credit. I give right him before credit. he yeah, went out, bro. right before he went out, he was. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if um, I think he'd have got Dex if three beers ago. If three beers ago. Yeah, 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 three yeah. beers ago. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, his last recorded testimony is enough to put Fisk away. Mm-hmm. That plus uh, a beating from Daredevil is able to get Fisk back in jail, and he ultimately died. I. I think he died a, a flawed hero. Is he a hero in this? Or do when you rectify yourself, say, do you just make even? I How say he um he died trying to redeem himself. Yeah. Trying to redeem himself and trying to even 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 the score, I want to say. Slam dunk with that recording though. Yeah, Good work, yeah it popped up on everybody's phone. I was yeah. like, Well oh, them dancing yeah, when the phones are going crazy. off. Crazy. I was like, oh, what's that gonna was happen? Bananas. Yeah, that was so crazy. Uh yeah. Yeah, I, I really like Nadim's um Nadim's entry or his inclusion into this season mm-hmm. as a new character. I'm always above diversity and so to see that he didn't look like everybody else on the cast, I like that. I yeah, honestly yeah. did. You know, New York is of all shapes, sizes Some and colors. <laughs> New York is of all shapes, sizes and colors. And the thing is when you peel back the layers, we're literally all the same. We literally wanna go to work, mm-hmm. make money, make our family proud. All of us. Yep. So it it wasn't like, Oh, I don't I don't I can't relate to him because he's not from my. It wasn't right, it. Right, right, right. I felt it all, and I think that that shows from the actor, the writers, and everybody involved. Um, let's talk a little bit about Foggy, Foggy Nelson. Foggy Nelson. I want to say, um, I don't have too much Nelson's to say about, about, about Foggy <laughs> besides um, seeing his family and finally getting to see the butcher shop that he actually always used to mention and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you know, my dad and, used to own a butcher shop. And his background, <laughs> his background does, um, you know, in a way, inform you on his his life. Right. The way that his father was a hard-working man and, you know, got a trade, started on his own. Nelson, I don't, I don't know. No. Foggy got a little fat in the face. Being a big time lawyer and stuff, oh, getting yeah, the fat, yeah, getting yeah, fat yeah, checks. Yeah. You know yeah, he's what I'm a, saying? He's a high so paying lawyer. High, high. He had a rough, he had a, he had a rough season one and two, so to speak. So uh, and, and defenders, <laughs> he got Luke Cage out of out of jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's a high paying lawyer. When we find Foggy in this season, but his hands are always tied. Like he always seems busy or right. whatever. I but, feel like Foggy's also an, uh, somewhat of an unsung hero because he's always definitely. trying to do the, he's always trying to do the right thing. Definitely. So I always got love for Foggy. Um, I feel like everybody needs a Foggy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so and it, like I said, it's his background that informs him that his, his loving family, his relationship with his brother, his relationship with his father. Um, in this season, he's like confused and hurt because when Matt shows up, Matt's all like, "You never saw me, but by the way, Fisk is out, and be careful." And what? And he's like, that's exactly what it is. What? That's exactly what, that's exactly what it is. He's like, what? he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm not here. He's like, unless I'm hallucinating, you are what? right here. <laughs> you are right here. Um. Uh. He misses his friends. You know, he used to sit yeah. and hang out and get Not paid in chickens. He misses, <laughs> misses his friends being together, being friends. Yes. You know, so I kind of his life bad was was better. What he wanted. Um, he he's not get, getting paid in chickens anymore yeah, or, or, or oranges. Remember they used to like send him like oranges <laughs> yeah. and be like, yeah. Fruit baskets. Yeah, he's not getting paid in fruit baskets anymore, but he's still, he's waking up in the dead of night dreaming about Matt mm-hmm. and very laughing Matt, they called it at one point, or, or body Matt or whatever. Um, Marcy comes back. 
uh, yes. Amy Rutberg as Marcy Stahl, and um, it is Eldon Henson who plays Franklin Foggy Nelson. For some reason, I thought his name was like Fogsworth Nelson or something like that. Fogsworth. Franklin Fogsworth, Fogsworth Nelson. Fogsworth. Fogsworth sounds, sounds like a legit. sir to me. Sounds like somebody who owned it. Hello, sir. Hello, Mr. Fogsworth. Um, but in missing his friends and in missing, uh, you know, um, being confused and hurt by Matt, he does also find out that Fisk is out. Fisk is out and about. The shark is loose. And so just like Matt, Matt finds out Fisk is out and is like, I'm going to do what I can in the best of my nature to stop him. In Matt's translation, that is dress up like Daredevil and punch people in the face. So for Franklin Nelson, Foggy Nelson, he says, well, I'm going to take my lawyering all the way to the, to the top. And he just tries to use the legal system to trip up um, Fisk and, and bring light to all the things that he's done. And when that doesn't work, his girl gets the bright idea of, why don't you run for the DA? Was it his girl or was it him? It was his girl, right? I was it run say- for DA? Hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, was this girl that was like, you could finally win. You could probably win. I want to say she instigated. She put the bug in his head. Right. Um, but it was nice to kind of see them still together. Yeah. Foggy Bear. Yeah, because the first time I <laughs> because the first time I saw them, I was like, this is not gonna last. Yeah, the first yeah, time I yeah, saw them yeah, together, yeah. like I think in season she one, she was, was like, kind of stuck up. In the yeah, season. she yeah. was kind of a jerk, and I was like, oh, I don't think this is gonna last. But uh, Franklin Nelson, um, and even then, even. You know, Fisk has reached touches Foggy because Foggy's brother uh, got a loan from a nefarious bank and they're going to break his thumbs. Move some numbers around. (laughs) Red Lion, they're going to break his thumbs if he didn't pay back the loan. But um, Foggy ultimately realizes at the, you know, at the 11th hour that it's going to be a combination of what he thinks is right, which is the law, and what Daredevil thinks is right, which is kind of beating people up (laughs) that will eventually put Fisk behind bars and that's where the man deserves to be he deserves to be behind bars um he ultimately lets Matt do what he does but in the same sense he never stopped doing what he felt was right which was taking the legal strides like I said again trying to get um Jasper Evans to testify trying to get um uh Blake Tower to acknowledge that the FBI is using is being used by Wilson Fisk um he in many ways tried to embarrass that other DA but he had a respect for him. Yeah. He was just mad that he wasn't listening to what he had to say. Because And he I kinda started to feel like he was um slowly starting to be in Fisk's pocket in the a d- sense. That DA? Mm-hmm. And I think Foggy did too. And Foggy, although he couldn't prove that he was in Fisk's pockets, he ultimately uh got the rationale that well maybe he didn't want to put on his toes because the, of the That re-election. was another one that was another dude that I was just waiting for the turn. Yeah. That that was a turn that never came to me. Yeah. So I was just like I was I was weary when it came to him, you know what I, I mean? I, I was I thought he might, but I thought there was also an equal chance that he, he didn't. Um because ultimately I think it was just the reelection. He didn't want to step on anybody's toes because of the reelection thing. So but Foggy does help save the day. He does help um, you know, spread uh, Agent Nadim's confession, which basically gets Fisk locked up. So there is that. Let's talk about the man I could cannot wait to talk about. Wilson Bethel in this season plays Benjamin Dex Poindexter. Mm. Uh 
To those uninitiated, he is sort of kind of playing the villain, the very, very notable Daredevil villain of Bullseye, the man with impeccable aim. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes through his own little three stages of Hell's Kitchen because when we first see him, he's just an FBI agent yeah. Yeah. Uh, who heroically saved Nadim and Fisk from the Albanians who try to attack uh, Kingpin's transport. And not only did he save these guys, he saved them by himself. With no cover, mm-hmm. he just walked one up. shot. He just walked up everybody. and capped everybody once in the head, and uh, you know, he also threw a knife or two. He saved the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did throw a knife or two. So he just look. He look. He is looked at at the moment as a consummate professional with deadly aim and laser focus. Um, he even throws some jokes to Kingpin. He seems like an all right guy for the most part, um, but then they start to kind of trickle in. This idea that maybe um, what he did wasn't heroic. They start to the you know the FBI at one point wants to go on a full investigation as to why he gunned down all the Albanians or whatever the way he did and all that stuff. Um, they were kind of making him out to be a villain before he even showed signs of villainy. Um, but yeah, they were trying to investigate his him doing all that right, like him capping, yeah, like his before performance why he used such lethal force right 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 yeah. um so that's a that was the first beginnings of like you know this guy might not be all right and then when he's brought in for that to, to talk about his what evaluation, think, his evaluation like uh he lets us know that well he's fine because he has support he has his a girlfriend he has you know he has a little significant <laughs> other uh called julie um when the julie shoe drops when you find out his actual relationship with julie like, I- how did like, you feel? I was like, you eating pizza, but you, but you say you go out with pizza with her. And, <laughs> but she's but eating you, pizza with her. So. But I guess in your head, you think you can go out with pizza with her, which you kind of do, but you kind of go out with pizza to go watch her eat pizza. And yeah. it's like, from your car, you're watching her eat pizza and watching the telescope. Her, and watching her run. And it's like, yeah, and watching, watching her, her run while you run. Uh, and watching uh, her work and all it. that stuff. Great. We do. We find out in the second stage that uh, Dex has been stalking Julie, and he's he... Basically wild. has the need of a for a role model, a sole role model to follow, so he doesn't uh spin into madness. Cause it was revealed that as a kid, um he had impeccable aim, just as he does now, and that made him a great baseball player, especially a pitcher. And during one game, uh right before he was able to get a perfect game, uh his baseball coach pulls him out of the game. And I guess in an act of uh, spitefulness, in, in spite, in pure spite, uh, Dex throws the baseball to the temple of his baseball coach, killing him on the spot. It is also revealed that he has a history of using his precise aim for deadly reasons. Mm-hmm. Kills cats, kills dogs, kills birds, <laughs> kills uh, anything. He likes to throw rocks at things and watch them die. Um, because he wants to. Yes. But- so he says. This is a slight, 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 slight uh, deviation from his comic book uh, origins where in the comic books he grew up in the Bronx. Uh, he lived there with his brother and his abusive father. And, um, you know, he got a lot of his uh, aiming, you know, uh, precision with aiming by playing around with shotguns and stuff, uh, rifles and stuff, because uh, his brother liked to play around with rifles. Um, but his brother started a fire to try to kill his father. And... Uh, when things like that happen, uh, Bullseye will end up getting placed in a foster home and becomes a play- baseball player in high school. Uh, you know, they try to get him into the minor leagues. Uh, he plays very, very well. Um, but 
at one point, he's about to um, – he gets through almost a whole perfect game. They're in the ninth inning. Two strikes. Uh, I want to say three. Yeah, two strikes and three outs. And uh, he just gets bored. Yes, yeah. He gets bored um, in the comics, and he requests that his coach pulls him from the game. And when his coach uh, doesn't, you see that the other opponent's team's batter starts to talk a little bit of crap. So Bullseye, Bullseye throws a ball at his head and kills him. So in the comics, at, during a baseball game, he kills somebody out of spite. And here, he kills his coach, his coach out of spite. In the comics, he didn't want to finish. And because he was forced to, he kind of killed somebody. Mm-hmm. In here, he desperately, he desperately wanted, wanted to finish. To finish. He got pulled. And got pulled. And that's that's what... Uh, it's kind of cool what, to fit the story. Right, so, See, I like, yeah. I like a real good workaround. That's kind of perfect. Well, it also shows his laser focus. At one point, they break into his home. They're like, everything's so neat. Like, he's so, you know, precise with right, everything. Right. Um, and, the thing, and the thing is, he um, closes the door in the, one of the episodes. And you see the picture fall. Yeah. Well, not fall, but it, it kind of slants. Like and then he opens the door again, fix it, and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> see? He has, yeah. Um, because of his enjoyment in taking lies, he found a great career in the military and then in the FBI. Um, but then, in a second, in a second that made me gasp, Fisk removes his North Star. Uh, Julie gets called in, and she's like, oh, did the landlord... Yep. Done. Right in the hallway. Rap, the guy, yeah, the, the guys, <laughs> the guys are paint, doing paint work in the hallway. She falls onto the p- plastic, and they, it was like a pit crew, dude. Like she falls, and they wrap, waste no time in wrapping her up. That was crazy. Absolutely bananas. Um, what's crazy, also crazy about the Julie thing, and Fisk, um, trying to remove her from the equation and be his new role model, mm-hmm. is this idea that, um, one of the uh, things that attracted Dex to Julie was he felt that she was somebody that truly believed in redemption. That because they worked together at a suicide hotline, she truly believed that no one is a monster, no one can go too far, no one deserves death. Mm-hmm. You understand that everyone can turn around. But when hearing her talk about Fisk, she says Fisk is a monster, there is no redemption for him. Right. And Dex in his own head, uses that logic to say, well, I guess then there's no, lo- there's no hope for me either. There's no redemption for me. So and he hearing justifying. And yeah. hearing her say that there's certain people that can't come back from the horrible things that they've done, I think broke him in a way. And Fisk breaks him all the way saying, I am the other side of you. Mm-hmm. I've done the things you've done. And in the same way, they say that I can't be better. Mm-hmm. They say that I can't grow past my mistakes and my what I've done as a kid. But... What's life if you can't believe in in being your true self? So if they say that you're a monster, peel away the the layers that you've built on top of yourself to make them happy. And this is something that's also very curious when it comes to like soldiers and like PTSD. This idea that uh, medication is given to soldiers not to help them, but so that the soldiers aren't a problem for society. Right? We give them things to tranquilize them. So then we don't got to worry. We don't got to worry about them. But meanwhile, they got to worry about themselves and everything they still have to deal with. Dex had layer and layer and layer of, of th- what, audio therapy? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, countless, uh, tapes. Uh, countless tapes of audio therapy and practices and things that he had, would tell himself and stuff. Um, we saw that he was basically in therapy his entire life because of this. And they all said that there was no cure. He just needs to find a true north. And his true north was... Wilson Fisk, who says, I see you for what you truly are, and under me you can be who you truly want to be. Um, 
I actually saw and wrote down a Bible verse, uh, Isaiah 44:22. This is I felt like this was Fisk talking to right, right. Uh, Fisk talking to Dex, aka uh, Boza. He says, "I've swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you." And so, to Fisk, there is mm-hmm. no disappointment. Right. Those killings that you did, oh, the FBI doesn't like that, and Julie doesn't like that, and your your but that's all right. Aim, it's all right with me. I care about you. You're a hell of a member of this team, and so he gives him the daredevil suit and allows him to commit countless murders to frame Matt Murdock, especially in the bulletin, the Daily Bulletin. He goes in there and massacre, massacres, massacres countless members of the news, uh, the news team there, um. And just like I'm telling you, this 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 season was amazing with callbacks. Just like in his backstory, um, after a failed attempt to kill Karen Page, he's pulled off the job. Mm-hmm. And in the same, almost the same voice that he was talking to his coach, he tells Fisk, "No, I got it. Trust me, I got it. No, stick me on it." And Fisk's like, "Obviously, this was too much for you. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we're gonna have to." And He's like, no. And you can see yeah, in his face, you know, the like, bees oh, are buzzing in his man. head. And it, it, that rage starts to build back up because it's, I've di- I disappointed somebody again. I disappointed my north again. Then who am I? Where do I go? All this kind of stuff. Ultimately, Daredevil, my man, Matty Murdock, shows uh, Dex some light because he's like, oh, Julie's dead. <laughs> and Fisk, and Fisk killed her. That, yeah. And Fisk killed her. And so he gives her the address to where the bodies are kept. And after he sees that, Dex is out for the kill. And he's out for, to kill Kingpin. And not only Kingpin, at various points, he tries to kill Vanessa. He goes... All in the Daredevil suit, Yes, by the way. in the Daredevil suit. He goes over over and massacres a bunch of people at that little wedding thingy, dearly. Um, and, and it gets into a fight with Kingpin, a three-way fight between Kingpin, Daredevil, and our man Dex. In which Kingpin uh, brings him, picks him up for a power slam, runs full into a corner of a wall, cracks his vertebrae, breaks his back, and paralyzes our boy Dex. Last that we see him, we see that they are working on his, on well, basically his spine. They're u- looking to infuse his spine with metal, very similar to the adamantium that coats his metal in the comics. Uh, they are, they can't do adamantium though, because adamantium, you know, legal reasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they are gonna coat his his spine and his bones with metal, which calls back to the comics where his bones are coated with adamantium. Mm-hmm. So that all seems to be there, and his eyes open. So it seems like we have not seen our last of Bullseye, and maybe it's uh, the case of where Fisk wasn't really Fisk until he came out of prison. Maybe next time we see Mister Poindexter, he will really be Bullseye, full on Bullseye. Uh, and we will see uh, what that has to do with that there. How did you feel about Poindexter, Benjamin Dex Poindexter? Um, I was a big, I was a big thing on it. Um, there were there were there were times where um he did miss a couple shots hmm. in um certain certain parts of the um of the season, but the 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 logic and the psychology behind that was pretty spot on. So I got it. And yeah. towards the end, when they did give us that little bullseye Easter egg, and that I'll be back kind of thing when he's on the table, yeah. um, I was like, okay, maybe he'll be back even more deadlier next time and stuff like that. So I'm like, but when I did think even more deadlier, I was like, oh, he's never going to miss. Uh, <laughs> he's never, he's not going to miss nothing. <laughs> watching him become deadly with things like 
a, a pen, you know, a stapler. Watching him take down the uh, the shingles. The the at one point, Matt Murdock and the Deem are in his house, and so he hears somebody in his house. Um, he just takes like the shingles off of a chandelier. The chandelier right before he and goes inside. That's right? all he needs. And when he's chasing him up the fire escape, right? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Just watching him be like, "Nah, I, just I like this. how Matt was going up the fire escape and he was um trying to block it with the with the trash can lid." Yeah, bananas. That 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 was crazy, and I thought that was kind of creative on their part too. And but to throw all of that, to hang up from from the other, to hang out of the fire escape, and then to just like throw that, oh throwing them. That's gotta be that's gotta be crazy, dude. Um, watching. Oh, um, t- watching Matt hide in the bulletin behind that wall and watching Homeboy yeah, bounce things bounce off, off, everything. off the wall to hit him. Great. I can see him ricochet <laughs> stuff off of things to hit people all day, dude. I felt like they could have done that all, all series, but that was the thing that I really wanted them to milk. So yeah. I'm glad they didn't do it like that as much as I really wanted to. I mean, it was there, but not as much as I, I really, really wanted to. It wasn't yeah. like ODOD. So I'm pretty, I just thought pretty glad about But I'll that. bring it up in a second. Definitely had the most body count, I think, uh, Mr. Dex, at least shown. You know, he was in there and he he killed it. Um, well, no pun intended and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I like Dex. I hope he returns. I hope, well, first of all, I hope we get a season two, right? Oh, it's season three. And, um, yeah, I hope he returns because, I mean, he seems to be fine. And... He didn't go to jail. He went to the hospital. Like, how does that work? Did he go to jail then after that? Jail, hospital. Hospital, jail. Hospital? jail. Oh, like where Matt was, was broke, broke back. Jail. Matt got injected with something in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And he still put the hands on these. As he does. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, uh, we got a little bit deeper into our girl, Deborah Ann Wool, a.k.a. Karen Page. Karen Page. I was so glad that they gave us the episode because I'm not really one for, like, episodes for... Separate for other characters, kinda, but yeah. that was pretty good that they actually gave because it was led to believe. Well, if you know about her and that their whole daredevil thing, she's on drugs and stuff like yeah. that, right? So I'm glad that she came to New York in a sense to clean up her act in a way. Yeah, but um, and also because herself, yeah, also redeem herself, but, sins and all that stuff. But we didn't know how crazy it was until we actually saw the episode. She and she was she was high and they were killing her brother. In the car, in a car crash after before shooting him. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was bananas. And when she shot him, I was like, oh. And she shot oh I was her, like, her you had, but oh, oh my she shot, she shot her man's. Yeah, she shot her brother. No, she, she shot her shot, man. Was it her man's? Yeah, because her man's was gonna hit her brother. I thought it was her brother she shot. No, no, no. So, so uh, they drive back home, and the brother set the trailer on fire. Uh, to. The, the boyfriend's trailer on fire full of the drugs and all right, that right, stuff right. to be like, get away from my sister. So the brother flips out, starts beating up. Uh, I mean, sorry, the boyfriend flips out, starts beating up on her brother, then goes and gets a, a, a billy club. Like a, like a, oh, like you're a, right, you're right, you're right. What you right. call it? Because uh, he was, he was pretty busted up in the, in the, in the car anyway. Yeah. So. She was going to hit him. He was going to hit him, beat him more with a, with a crowbar, right. a crowbar. And she shot him in the shoulder and then picked up her brother, tried to drive away from her Split boyfriend. While she was still and crashed she was high and drunk, actually. Yes. They were all yeah. Uh so her brother dies in that car crash. This was a this was a death that was alluded to us various points right, in right, season right, one right. and two. But we didn't know how. 
and we didn't know that she was the one that killed him. Right, and and even even worse in a way. This is almost like the Nadim situation. Even worse in a way, she wasn't blamed. They they word in the town was that the brother died on his own. Uh, the father said that the police report only said the brother because they were trying to save face uh, with the family, you know? And um, we hear how much of a joke people took it that Karen would ever leave the leave her small town. You know, she didn't, she had no qualms. She, she had no reason to leave her small town. And uh, although she hated being there and she hated her, uh, the diner? Her family owned the diner. Yeah, her well, her dad. Well, the family did own the diner. We'll find she, out that her mother she, died yeah, of cancer. She died of cancer. Yeah, she used to run the whole, the books, the monies, and whatnot. Yeah, and so, so and so they constantly are teasing this born again fall from grace, right? The the fall from grace we see in Born Again, where she does a bunch of drugs and then uh, sells out Matt Murdock for some for a hit of a heroin. Uh, we never see her truly fall. When she goes to go buy those drugs, I thought we were going to get the whole thing. When she goes to go talk to Jasper Evans and goes to that heroin shoot-up house, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I when thought she went, I thought it was over. I thought it was, a I thought it was, I was like, over. Oh. I was like, we're going to get the Karen Page. We kind of thought we were going to get all along. And then and maybe that's my fault and for not giving her enough credit. In, yeah, <laughs> and then she went in speaking the lingo and everything, though. Yeah. So it was like, damn, here we go. Um, ultimately, she was just trying to do exactly what everybody else was trying to do, which was get Wilson Fisk back, uh, back in jail. But most importantly, her way, and her way was to tell a story, like write a write a story on it. Even though Ellison, uh, her um, publisher, kept kind of jerking her around with it, she eventually finds a way to get a one-on-one with Wilson Fisk. Tells Wilson Fish she killed Wesley. She's crazy. And that Wesley didn't suffer as he shot her as she shot him seven times, she said. She's crazy. Her end game was to get hurt. Well, was to get yoked up. Yeah, they wanted Wilson Fish to yoke her up. And then that would have uh, essentially sent him back to jail yeah. forever. Yes, yes, yes. And he would um I <laughs> I didn't like how much Kingpin gave away in that moment. He he lost it. I mean, he lost it. Like as he I was being say, told this. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that because um, it's not like he um he's speaking with somebody he doesn't have a history with, and it's not so like he's the most so emotionally tame yeah, that's <laughs> human true being too, of all time either. She knew the spots to pick though, and because you can know, visibly see his face. Know, he didn't know how he died either. Yeah, you can visibly see his face morph the same way you can see his face morph when she's like, "Oh yeah, you killed your mom." <laughs> and he like picks an eyebrow up you know at first he was kind of like just amused by her mm-hmm. then he was downright Upset. offended you know angry with her and he could have yoked her up but he didn't but Karen helps Foggy spread the news on all that and so that is all G2G that, that's all fantastic um, on yeah on Karen Page and she didn't she didn't do heroin so that's oh, also uh, good too um, Somebody that's not on here that I dearly missed from this Ooh. whole series. Yeah. Turk, that's what I was thinking. Turk Barrett, baby. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> when I, when, I, just, when Turk, I just got sad a little Turk while ago. Barrett, baby. When I just got sad a little while ago and I was like, 
Uh huh. Because I realized that Turk, Turk was in here. Turk Barry is my is one of my mans. My man's yeah, he, man. Turk, Turk Barry. I'm Turk, Turk breaks, Barrett, baby. Turk breaks his probably four seasons yeah, uh, run of being in all these shows, but Shucks. we missed you. I would have. I would have. Well, we don't have um, Homegirl either. Um, uh, Missy Knight or no, uh, um, Claire Temple. Claire Temple. But I would have loved to have Turk Barrett, baby. With without without Electra in this season, does this mean that we go right back to uh, Karen and Matt? I'm gonna say hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Say hell yeah, yeah. Okay, I like and I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know who's coming back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like, but they got. I was just about to say, I mean, but they gotta be ready when they get back. And um, I don't know if Matt's ready to really choose. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, I thought that I thought that was pretty damn great. Uh, we spoke about Hatley Tower, spoke about Mahoney, spoke about Sister Maggie. I held it down uh, for you, Turk. Don't worry. Uh, Danny Johnson returns as Benjamin Donovan, Will Fist's lawyer, aka Mariah Dilla's lawyer. Mm-hmm. He seems to be still doing his job and doing the, his job he's well. The checks. Man. I think he gets his suits from Dapper Dan in Harlem or something. Like that. Remember Dapper Dan? Um, how'd you feel about Sunita? I'm like, I can't. Uh, how'd you feel about Agent Dean's Su- wife? Sunita Desfante. How do you feel about his wife? I thought she did a good job. Um, she she held it down. I think she held it too down sometimes. Like the whole "I'm not gonna bring my son to you" thing. Yeah, but um, come on, your husband's an FBI agent, girl. You can't be like all up in the Kool Aid all the time. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta at least let the man breathe and let him. And it is you know? it, it's truly balanced that got Fisk arrested. You know, like like we were talking about before, Foggy wanted to just do things the right way and in doing things the right way. Half of it, doing things half the right way. He got what he wanted. Another Bible verse there is, uh, uh, wow. Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Uh, and also, Proverbs 15.18 says, A hot-tempered person stirs up a conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. And that's what Foggy was in this. He was the patient man who did get angry and passionate at various times, but he's able to quell his anger. Um, and ultimately, Daredevil does not kill Kingpin, which speaks to Proverbs 21.3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. He wondered if he had to sacrifice his life, if truly God was out to get him. And ultimately, he realized his faith. He regained his faith. And he's a better man for it. My man, uh, Daredevil. Killing it. Matt Murdock. Um, I'm now going to go into some of the feedback we've received from fans of the Major Issues podcast. And you could always write in at comicbookclick at gmail.com or reach us on our various social media uh, outlets that we will be seeing at the end of this show. But Richard Green the Third says this series has always been good. And this season did not disappoint. And I think that's something that you agree with, right? Yes. This entire series has been kind of on point. Um, it's hard because I, I try not to be biased when it comes to all of the series. This is, this is. Yeah. Um, but Daredevil has a special place with me because um, for me, he showed up first in the Spider-Man series growing up. Yeah. So And he was always cool yeah. to me because I... Cause I uh, um, but, bro. But, <laughs> <laughs> a butt kicking blind butt kicking machine that's blind so i remember saying that when i was a when i was a kid so yeah and to see him get his just due and even more so now is pretty damn awesome that is awesome uh thanks richard mike simmons says this series was great the writing and acting was great along with so many easter egg references for comic fans to catch uh we had our man melvin potter 
show up. Uh, the old um, Melvin Potter, aka the Gladiator, who built the suits yeah. for Daredevil, and he even used his saw blades. The uh, which he got from the well, not got from the comic. He uses it in the comic. You see a shirt. Uh-uh, the pattern of his whole getup. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that yeah. Cool. comic book. Uh, they keep hammering home the Easter. And we egg. got finally got to see Betsy. Yes, Betsy is parole <laughs> officer. Who's trying to like talk smack to Daredevil? And I was like, you need to calm down, girl. He almost got killed because of that man. Um, Melvin's in jail. He is in jail. Yeah. Got locked up. Yeah. Sorry about that, Melvin. But thanks, Mike. Uh, Kendra Maria says this season was phenomenal. The writing was perfect. Everything was sequential. Uh, they brought the audience in, hyped them up, made them worried, scared, shocked, and excited. I went through so many emotions watching this season. I knocked over my popcorn, then my drink whenever another plot twist showed face. It grabbed my attention, kept it, and made me want more. So well done. And Kendra, I agree with you. Uh, was there any moment in particular that you remember going, like, your jaw dropping or a twist happening where you were just like, it's, wow. It's funny because um, for me, Daredevil is, um, is the number one show for that okay, when it comes to twists. all of them with the twists and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... Um, there, because there's plenty. Yeah. Um. One of them was I did see the whole thing with Nadim coming. Yeah. Um. Also, when he goes into the room to go confess, I thought he was gonna get some justice burned there. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be all good, and then yeah. once it went sideways, I was just and but oh, oh, that you mentioned earlier, homegirl, um, Julie walking into the into the building and getting wrapped up after she got shot in the head. Oh my God. That was <laughs> yeah no. That was big. That was big. Um, we, uh, we, I also, be, you know, I probably should mention um, the off-screen killing of that old lady who had the painting. Oh yeah, when Dex went to go, <laughs> he, like, when he oh, persuaded. Yeah. I yeah, I talked to her. Got it. She wanted to give it up after and I spoke she, to her. And then um, Vanessa would look at the, the painting and saw the blood in the corner. I was like, number one, Fisk is gonna be pissed that you messed up the painting in a sense. And number yeah. two, he's still going to be pissed that you got the painting. And he wanted and, her to have it. Yeah, he wanted her to have it. Um, when I think of shocking moments in this, definitely, you know, him finding out about his mother, even though it was something I knew, the that, way they dropped it, oh, also, they did it well. Um, 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 Matt revealing his identity to Dean, that oh, was kind of yeah. big. That was kind of yeah. real big for me. Yeah. Well, you know, we've seen in comics some really profound unmaskings you know like peter parker saying i am peter parker in civil war and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and at times we've seen the flash do it in in the show whatever and it's it's really is the the biggest moment of faith it's the biggest way of being like you want to trust me you know here it is that you're right that was that was definitely a a gasping moment um watching old boy bleed out on the table of mobsters oh when he got shot (laughs) in the head right and he was just wasn't with it and then this jacked up the, the percentage to 25%. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay. talking and the blood is still pooling. It's still pooling on the table. I thought that was uh, bananas. Um, yeah, a lot of jaw-dropping moments. Um, Karen knocking Dex off the altar uh, in the church. And then you look and Dex is gone. It's like, ah, oh, he's out uh, again. He's out I was again. hoping he'd still be there, though. Because yeah. for a second, you kind of thought he was still going to be there. And and Daredevil and that whole Daredevil Karen uh uh bullseye thing is in church. That's a, that's like the whole thing. So I was like, oh my god, I thought that was so good. I did not think the father was gonna die. So I yeah, that, that was that like, was kind of uh, sad for me. Uh, buh, 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 buh. anytime 
like the argument between Fisk and Karen, I thought was beautifully done. Yeah, the, the tension was so. The uh, tension was uh, amazing. The tension between the Deem and and Daredevil, I thought was great. Even when Foggy wants to get up in somebody's face, yeah. he can do it. Like his speech in the in that uh thing against the the, the almost quasi debate he was having with Tower, in that I thought that was really good. But everybody really brought their A game to this so i felt like we had to bring our a game in recovering this because there's so many corners and it's probably still stuff we're forgetting about but uh i think i'm gonna i'm thinking i'm ready to put the blindfold on this one uh anything anything any last things you want to say in regards to daredevil season three i mean we haven't uh, we as of right now at this moment and who knows what's gonna happen later on we have not confirmed there to be a season four yet Mm, okay. So, um, if there is, bring back Turk Barrett, baby. That's it. And you can even you can even lecture a little bit on ice. Bring her back for Defenders too, or something like that. <laughs> I keep it brutal, keep it real, keep it a Matt Murdock. Yeah, don't change the damn uh, thing. Man. Does he get? Does he take the suit from Dex? No, because um, it was uh, mentioned that um, Fisk had it made for him. Right? Made for him, so yeah, it wasn't really quite. They try to lock him one. in that thing. You try to lock him in that room with the yeah, suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was over. I thought it was over, but then he and then he just got out. Yeah, it was like, are you? Did like, you just try to lock me in this room? <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, yes, so so great. This it's a show that keeps on giving. So go ahead and uh, check out Daredevil uh, season three. But guess what, Carlos Maximus? Mm. Do you realize with the completion of this podcast, we will now have coverage of Luke Cage season two? Jessica Jones season two, Iron Fist season two, and Daredevil season three. We have covered at least one season of every Marvel Netflix show. That's very nice. And that's all thanks to you guys, the fans of the Major Issues podcast. If you'd like to go back and listen to those episodes, all you have to do is subscribe to the Major Issues podcast either by going to Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. I mean, you can literally go to wherever podcasts are found. We're on YouTube. Uh, we are on the Apple Podcast app, which is on every single iPhone. And if you don't want to go through all of, any of that trouble, literally type in Major Issues Podcast into the search bar, and we will be the first ones to pop right back up. And that's the quickest way for you guys to look at our entire uh, catalog at this point. We're getting closer and closer to our year mark, our Major Issues annual show. Got some exciting things uh, lined up for that. And you know there's going to be some big things happening in the world of CW, uh, DC, in the world of Marvel, Netflix, in the world of movies, television, across the board. So you want to be uh, on it and you want to be subscribed to the Major Issues Podcast, which you can find wherever podcasts are found. And then the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click. And you can find all things Comic Book Click by going to facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Don't forget that we are on Twitter at Major Issues CBC. That's comic book click. At Major Issues CBC. And you can go ahead and throw us a line there. We are all for the interaction, engaging our audience. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for everybody who wrote in. Thank you so much for everybody who's uh, liked, shared, and subscribed to the podcast. But if I can ask for one more favor, leave us a review on iTunes. Whether it's five or one star, we want to hear from you guys to know 
what we can uh, do to be better podcasters. This is a first time run for a lot of us, but we're loving it. I'm t- honestly, I'm really loving this whole major issues thing. I'm really loving tearing apart these books and these series and getting other people's insights, not only hearing them, but being able to express them on air. So give me more to talk about. Tell me more about how you guys feel about these things so you can get your thoughts and views expressed here as part of the uh, major issues podcast. Uh, so like, share, subscribe, try to get those ratings out there. It's the quickest way for us to find out, um, how we're doing, you know, how are we driving? Call 555. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let us know, let us know how we're doing. And if you want to give us a five-star review, you can go ahead and do that because if we get high reviews, we pop up quicker on people's podcast apps because it tells people these guys are so great that we all got to listen, baby. You got to listen. You got to listen to Turk Barrett, baby. So do all those things per please 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 i think we can go ahead and let people know what we're getting into next week just so that they can try to drop us some some comments concerns or anything next week me and cloudus maximus will be covering spawn That episode drops on Halloween, so we figured we'd do something scary. But if you guys, in between this episode and next, watch Spawn, let us know what you think about it. Does it hold up? We're about to find out when we watch it. Uh, tell us what you like, good, bad, or indifferent. And you can hear your uh, opinions expressed right here as part of Major Issues and Comic Book Click. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am your Cloudus Maximus. And this has been a Daredevil Season Tress recap and review. And remember, whether you accidentally killed your baseball coach by throwing a ball at his head, whether you're not really dating that girl, you're just kind of stalking her from afar and eating broccoli and sausage pizzas, <laughs> whether you feel like you have to repent for your sins or you just want one of them famous subs from Nelson's Meats, remember that we are the clique and you, yes, you are worthy. worthy.